Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dandy. Sort of put well, so and we also kind of just fade in just like this, so there's no official introduction. But I will say, we are sitting here with Jason Montilla. Said your last name right? That you did, I did. Um, I was practicing it in case I was going to intro. So, here's the funny thing (laughs) well, we'll, so Jason is an artist in many ways, and we're going to talk about that. Um, you're also an IT guy, so. I can relate on both of those levels, but I was doing a little bit of research on you throughout the week as we're leading, leading up to this, and it's funny. You were it was almost exactly mm-hmm. 100 episodes ago. We missed episode it by, we, 37. We you were episode it. 37. No kidding. And we're 138, so we missed it by <laughs> one. But yeah, it was right, 100 I'm, now I'm leaving. So That's 100 it. episodes. Ago. <laughs> Roll credits. Wow. So, anyways, thanks for coming to do this with us again. This is really cool. I first of all, uh, thank you both so much for having me on. This is uh, so much fun to do these kinds of things. Yeah. And I'm glad that uh, my episode has spawned 101 more episodes. Hey, can I? Totally. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for a minute and then I'm gonna stop. But I have to say, your we re-listened to it. We talked about how good it was. Your 100th episode video that you sent in, you know, once you got, mm-hmm. was my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Everybody's were good, but it was my absolute yeah. favorite. It was great. So That's you'll awesome. notice you were like the thumbnail of the thing and everything, but I knew you were going to go <laughs> off. Um, but I remembered when we talked last time, it was right after the Mimi's Theater, yeah. the, the Groundhog, mm-hmm. um, whatever that play was called. Yeah. And uh, in that conversation, we learned that you had been doing, at some level, acting or being involved with acting and directing since high school. You did yeah. skits in college. And then you took like a huge gap in time before in you- theater. Oh, and the theater yeah. side until you did the Mimi's thing. So it was right. like, uh, are you still doing anything with any kind of theater stuff or are you- um, Traditionally, theater. No, I. I actually did. I did a last Fringe, so we're in the middle, or we're at the end now. It's pretty much done. Mm. But we finished Fringe here. But a year ago was the uh, in Fringe, uh, the thirtieth anniversary Fringe was the first time I had done anything since Mimi's, as far as like where I had to memorize lines and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I did a show um, called uh, The Wizard of Lock Haven Park. Because interesting. It's in Park. Okay. It was outdoors, and uh, when I, I got, I remember cast, seeing social media of, yeah. of you about this now. Now every day, I, d- I did my own makeup, and yep. every day I was I was the one of the wizards. There were two uh-huh. of us because there's so many shows. You know, almost everybody had sure. a double. Yeah. Um, but I did my I did my makeup every single day a little bit differently for each performance. And I sat there for like two hours doing doing my makeup, and that's what I was most proud of. But it was also it was an it's an I didn't know this when I got cast. Mm-hmm. They didn't know this when they cast me. But it's also uh, it's an op it's operatic. It's an opera. Oh. And so you had to actually be able to sing. And when the person who cast me, who was the director, she didn't know it was a it was all sung. She thought the lines were spoken. So you were already cast by the time you found this out. Yes. I would have died. <laughs> I would have died. Yeah. And um, and I think I did pretty well because Good the composer, yeah, um, uh, he he absolutely loved my performance, 
and he and I have worked together since, and he, I think he's trying to get me into some some other things as well. Um, he's he's he lives in Texas, but he goes he's he is absolutely an artist uh, to the nth degree. That's actually how he makes his money, which I'm always amazed. Oh, I know me too. Oh, when, That's yeah, the dream, when you right? can find somebody that is actually yeah. you know making money off their art. That is amazing. That is like, the dream. Not just well, making money, but making like a living where that's what you get to focus 100% of your time oh, on. Oh, I know. I'd How like amazing. to say I could write for 15 hours a day if that's all I had to do. Yeah. You know? But I'm curious about something you just said. Um, you said you, you think you did really well considering the... Like, did he tweak... I'm the, not an opera singer. No, no, no. I know. But yeah. did he tweak the music for your voice? Is that what you're saying? So or? the original part was bass part. Right. Um, you know, like really sure. low. Yeah. And, um, and I was... I didn't know what to do. So I was telling the director, who's a friend of mine, who, who's also the person, by mm-hmm. the way, spoiler alert, uh, who uh, runs the rescue that I'll probably be talking oh, about because yeah. I'm very Please highly do. involved with it. Yes, of course. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, Jody, uh, she, she I, I said to her, I said, this part, because I got the music and, and I was listening to it, and I, this part is is a is bass. I'm not a bass. I'm just not a bass. And I was so <laughs> upset because I thought I was going to be recast. And uh, he just rewrote it for me, uh, and and it was it was fantastic. Nice, oh, I love it. Yeah. So so you so you are st- you're still doing the acting thing. You kind yeah. of stayed involved in all that. Mm-hmm. What is your day job in IT? I know I I thought I'd read that you're like a development manager. Yeah. Or, so so are you leading like a, de- a software development team or? So since I've seen you, I switched to a different job. Um, I was actually, I think I've had two jobs since I've seen you both. Uh, Is this well, what you it's meant been by? a while. It's been since 2019. It's been, yes. I only measure things in episodes I know. now. It only, yeah. said, no, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I would say about 90 episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was working for a company that I was doing all the, the all the tech, all the development for a company that manages um, uh, aquatic safety. So people who are lifeguards, lifeguard trainers, things like that, sure. basically taking uh, any kind of lifeguard business, water park business and digitizing it. Cause that's notoriously a paper based business. Yeah. Uh, and we created that and COVID unfortunately really, uh, put a damper on uh, on that business, parks, yes. Yeah, because I mean that's all based on people showing up, and yeah. you're in the water together. I mean that's a yeah. di- that's a whole different. Is that yep. what you mean, like a water park, like a, yeah, water, water parks, uh, any kind of uh, pools, yeah, yeah, uh, cruise lines. Actually, oh, yeah, my my old company they they um are they have most of the major cruise lines uh, except for uh, the Disney cruise lines, things like that. So. If you go on to a ship that's, again, not a Disney ship, it's probably my old company that's doing all of the. But all those businesses, all our major lines of income. I know. You know yeah. The Bahamas, uh, uh. All, the, all the lifeguards in the Bahamas. So, so basically, I became a little bit too expensive, and I started looking. I saw the writing on the wall. I started looking for other yeah. opportunities. I went and talked to them. Um, I actually still support them here and there uh, on the side. Oh, that's great! You have that I kind hired of my replacement from just oh, a technical because nice. I was doing way more than just the technical. Sure. Work. Yeah, and um, and then I I found a job with a with a education based company uh, called Community Brands, and I started doing just management. Okay, about so a you year and eight months ago. Bit. So now I'm de- now I'm managing the developers, which I had done before, but I you know I had done management and development at yeah. the same yeah. time. And, um, I, 
I left such wonderful people at that company. Um, but one thing I really missed, which they could not do, was I wanted the option. I wanted to work with people yeah. again. I'm very yeah. people oriented. Yeah. Sure. It, and it's hard. And that's what COVID did to a lot of people that are very social. Yeah. And now they were stuck in the house or working um, remotely. And it is it was driving them crazy. So that's probably what was going on with you. Well, I had been doing it for 10 years before it was COVID cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this job where I am now, which I am, I happen to be wearing the shirt. Representing. Representing. Um, <laughs> Just happen to be. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody's. It was, it was a more, it's Tuesday. It's a work day. It's Tuesday. It was, yeah. <laughs> I went into the office today, which yeah. I, I, I couldn't say that for a long time. Sure. And it's it's a it's a very young up and coming company. They've they they've got a unicorn status very recently, which basically means they they reach a certain milestone in in, in funding and, and income and um so it's I'm very happy you explained that. What does unicorn status a new company do? So the new comp so stacks um used to be called Fat Wallet. Uh basically um they they work with payments, so they they get you paid. So you would use them, for example, like Square is kind of, it's not really a competitor because Square is really for a little bit of a different market, but it allows companies to to get paid. So if you, like, let's say you have a, I don't know, you have a, uh, um, a bug exterminating business, something like that, mm-hmm. and you have people all over the place, um, you might sign up uh, to work with Stacks and they would handle all of your payments and all of your all your transactions and everything. So people can actually pay you either with a device or online fat stacks, fat stacks. Uh, I get it. Yeah. See the lingo. Yeah. But you, so you're now you can work on the technical side and with people at the same time again. Is that kind of, so what I actually do is, uh, well, I just started. So this is my, this is my second week. I right. just started last I week. I saw you were unemployed for a weekend. You'd... I was uh, for a whole weekend. I was just a <laughs> you lazy, were telling me about that. unemployed. Actually, I wasn't lazy at all. We were moving. Yeah. I, I picked the wrong week for all this stuff to happen all at the same time. Uh, where did you move? I know where you were. Where did you move to? Yeah. So we moved from the Claremont area back to the downtown area. And it's, oh, wow. it's because I have the most wonderful partner in the world. My wife is an amazing person. Isn't she the drug dealer? She's the drug dealer. She, <laughs> she brings me home the best supplements. <laughs> it's true. And so getting old sucks. I'm going to take a little detour here. Getting old sucks. And she comes home and she says, hey, there's this there's this supplement that um, everybody's talking about at work. And it sounds like a commercial. I swear. I'm already interested. Everybody's talking about it at work. Um, it's called Prevagen. And it's made, for, it's made from... Um, I don't even remember what it's. For. It's made from some sort of aquatic animal, um, a jellyfish, something oh. like that. Right? From some sort, of, and it's really expensive. If you go out and buy it at Walgreens or something like that, I think it costs like forty dollars a bottle. But because she works at the Center for Living Well at Disney, um, she's able to get things a little bit cheaper, and sure. she's an employee, whatever. So um, she brings me home these. But they're still expensive. I think she still pays like thirty dollars for the bottle. And of course, it says you have to use it for 90 days to see results. Of course. Of course. And this is what she tells me when I'm like, it doesn't work. <laughs> so it doesn't work for me. 
because I still can't remember things the same as I could in 90 days ago. Yeah. Wait a minute, Jason. Is the problem that you're not remembering to take the supplement? Funny enough. <laughs> that's how it is for me. I had that. I had that in that's a, a great point. I had that in a routine at one point. I took it out. But yeah, I, I had written that 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 down. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I tried lion's mane for that same reason. Memory? It's supposed to help with your memory and your yeah. brain function. And I, I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. I just forgot to take it after oh, a while. It's so like, you're going to say you keep getting scratched by the lions. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, that, um, but it's sometimes it's a pain because it's like powder form. And then you got to put it in your uh, coffee or, you know, to I, really get the good, you know, benefits oh, from it. Oh, this is just a little pill. I don't, yeah. I don't know. How old are you? 47. Uh, I'll be 48. In September. Okay. So I'll be 51 this year. Yeah. I'm not that much further ahead of you. And I guess I have an affliction to the idea of having like the old man plastic thing that says like Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> you know, that I have to open every morning. Oh, and I totally have that. I'm going to have to have it. That's the <laughs> yeah. only way I can remember to, because, you know, oh, yeah. she'll, she'll buy me all this stuff and six months later I'll be like, oh yeah. And then it's gone bad or whatever. Yeah. The, the problem is you'll look, you'll, you'll open, you'll open up the drawer with your little pillbox in there and you're, and you'll look there on Wednesday and you're like, oh, Tuesday's still filled up. <laughs> <laughs> That's Crap. true. So do I take Can I double Tuesday? dose? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to start over now? Because you're supposed to do it for a certain amount of days before it works. Exactly. Right. You know? exactly. So I noticed that you said um, earlier that you almost wrote that into a skit. What were I you almost talking wrote it into there? a routine. So, um, so I'm doing stand-up comedy now. That's yes. the, the new, the newest thing in my arsenal. And I, that's the biggest thing I think I wanted to ask yeah. you about because yeah. that's awesome to me. And you're doing it all over the place, from what I've seen. Yeah, I'd be doing it tonight if I wasn't here. Actually. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to be going out tomorrow night as well. So this is open mics. Is, is what right what okay sure. that's what you're doing sure. okay. so the difference between shows and open mics of course a show is when people pay and go out to go and see comedy yeah an open mic is when you go and you practice the comedy to other comedians who don't give a crap that you're sitting there and talking <laughs> so you get very little feedback and it's it it'll kill your soul but can I <laughs> so this is this is one of those things like actors where I We'll, we'll never be an actor and I will never be a comedian, but there's something wildly entertaining about the whole, like I'll watch YouTube videos yeah. or listen to interviews of comedians talking about the process or like um, comedians in cars getting coffee is wildly entertaining to me because they're talking about going to those open mics and trying their new material and seeing if they're getting any feedback from the other comedians or the you know, or the crowd that's in there that don't yeah. know who they are. And they, even some of the pros do that to try it for their shows, to rework their material. So how did you get into this? Like, did you just get up on a mic? And one day did you say, I'm going to go up on stage and try this? No, um, not exactly. So, well, comedy, I've, I've always loved comedy. I think there's a lot of people who are connoisseurs of comedy and they, and they just love stand up comedy. Sure. And I think when you, when you really love stand up comedy, you start to enjoy things like comedians and cars, with coffee and mm -hmm. um, and all those kinds of things, or you'll watch the documentaries. Like there's a George Carlin documentary that's out now, and um, oh, I did see that. Yeah, it's the really other good. day. I think I saved it oh, because I, I knew you would it. like that. Oh, yeah. I want to watch. I it's, love him. It's excellent. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, but you you get into those things because you like you actually like comedy. You're not. Um, it's there's a difference. With, like for example, if if you really like music. It, it's not just a band you like. You'll want to go and watch the the sixteen hours of the Beatles get back. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's All someone who really scenes. loves music. I don't even like the Beatles that much. Yeah. But I loved every minute of that because of the process. Yeah. 
So and I think that's what it is for me. Is all process. Yeah. So how did you? How did this happen? How did this start? So after Mimi's, right? This goes mm-hmm. back to the original question. After Mimi's, uh, I wanted to start a an improv troupe at Mimi's, and I had the blessing of uh, everybody. I remember you telling me this. Is this? Is then it closed. Is that what happened? Then yeah, then we closed. They were basically trying to hand the reins over to some degree. Um, to somebody because they were moving yeah, and, um, they were looking for people to kind of take it over and, and I was going to be one of those people potentially to kind of help out. And I wanted it to keep going. And then COVID of course killed a lot of yeah. little yeah. theaters. Mm-hmm. That's just the it way really it goes. Did. Yeah. Just the way it goes. So I needed to do something else. So I thought, you know, I, I've always loved SAC comedy lab in downtown Orlando, which is really, it's not the only game in town as far as that goes, but it's the only game in town with what it's doing. It's a consistent, theater that's doing uh, improv comedy uh, every weekend and they used to do it almost every day. Now is it, I, I read a little bit about 30 them years too. this year. Is that like a, st- oh wow, 30 Actually years. 30 years last year, yeah. Wow. So it's a place you can go see stand-up comedy like a show. Improv most of the time. Mostly improv, improv okay comedy, that's yeah. awesome. But you can go see that. Yeah. But I also read like they do training. Yeah. And they do events like you can hire them to come or you guys right. to come or whatever. Right. So you're a major part of that place now, or at least you're there all the time <laughs> from what I've seen. So, so yeah, so I started out, so I have a, a good friend who I've known since college, although we, we more like knew of each other because he's a little bit younger than I am. Um, and he is very highly involved, uh, since, since the mid nineties, uh, with SAC comedy lab and it has grown into this this Orlando just base kind of a, a business. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows SAC. Most people have gone and seen SAC at some point or another if they live in the, in the I'm area. I'm sure I've been. To, it's like right downtown, right? Right downtown, yeah. 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 They used that. to be right next to the stadium when when the Magic were, were, were with Bob Carr and um, and the the old Orlando Arena. Arena. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to be kind of, kind of on the side over there. Uh, and they, well... I don't know how long you all have been in Orlando. They used to be right near Tehran Church Street. Yeah, I've been here That's for 50 years. That's when I've years. been there. Yes. It was at like upstairs, I think. Yeah, I think it's it like might have been. Up some stairs you had to go yeah. in. Yeah. So it's upstairs again. Uh, it, it, it's, it occupies the space that used to be the swing club uh, back when when the mask came out and swing music became the the big thing. Oh. Um, that's where, that's cool. where SAC Comedy Lab is now. But because... There was no theater. There was no live performance. I, I had had a conversation with my wife back when right before I got involved in Mimi's. And I said, I, I, I need to get back into this. I, th- I may have even talked about this last time on the show. Um, ba- barely. I mean, you touched on it just a bit. But, but she she said, let's do it. Let's just yeah. go do what you want to do. And, um, and I, that's when I kind of got involved with Mimi's. But the reason I even got into Mimi's because I was taking an improv class at Winter Garden Theater. Oh, okay. So improv is really where Winter Garden, I wanted the, to be. Um, the, the garden. The garden. The garden yeah. theater. We just went there for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, we love that place. Yeah, we yeah. go there we, every place. year. We go stay for the for our anniversary, which coincidentally is oh. exactly the same day as you guys' anniversary. <gasps> the 23rd? It, Isn't that crazy? May 23rd. <laughs> oh, happy anniversary. Yeah, yeah. You too. You too. Yes. But every, well, every year we go, we're going to continue to do this after we move, but we go to Winter Garden 
stay in the Edgewater, yeah. go to the uh, garden theater, go to the chef's table for dinner, go to the market, hit the bike trail. It's a, sure. it's a fun little weekend for us, mm-hmm. but so but we love that theater over there. But this kind of explains something to me because I don't think I caught this the last time. I knew that you were an entertainer at heart, but when we, and I have to kind of tell the story again, but in a different way, when we went to Mimi's, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter at the time wanted to go, she was younger and- I, I mentioned she was younger because it, she was thought she might want to get into acting and maybe still does. Now she really wants to get into directing. But, you know, I, I was encouraging her to go try it or whatever. And Mimi's was a good place to yeah. get your feet wet, try it without being too intense, like a big theater play or something. And I just remember all the parents being there and the kids being there and they're handing out the thing to try out. And when I... I keep calling them tryouts, but auditions. Mm-hmm. When I went, when you guys were all doing your auditions, you know, Mimi was trying to get all the parents, do you want to be a role? And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, this is my daughter's thing. I'm not <laughs> going to go up there and do that. But when I saw you, and I said this last time, when I saw you do the parts you were trying out for, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Oh my God, this guy's <laughs> like, a, he must voice cartoon characters or something. So you were born for that kind of stuff. And then when you were the groundhog, it added a level of comedic, Physical comedy and comedic timing. I mean, the kids were great, too. Don't get me wrong. But for adults, it's like when you sit through Shrek, you know, it's really funny for adults sometimes. Mm -hmm. It added that element to where adults could really enjoy it, too, because you were just you nailed that part. So, so, you know, I I just remember that's when I first met you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I got I got to talk to this guy more because you are just in your element when you're doing that for sure. So I'm very curious to see you doing the stand up because I get the feeling you kind of in your element doing that too. Yeah. Um, so, so by the way, I did my own makeup in that show as well. Oh, the groundhog. Yeah. 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 yeah that that um, costume was brutal though. It was so hot. I lost so <laughs> I much know. weight and sweat. Every I don't day. know. How you in did the last, that. in the last time we interviewed you, you know, a hundred episodes ago, you said, well, you know, what's that bad? I'd put the costume on around six, but I was sweating bullets by say six oh two. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was cracking. And it then was... you gotta run and jump and fall uh, and... and then people wanna hug me afterwards. Yes. You're, please don't touch me. And it's you like don't they, want to. No, it's like do you do you wanna hug a hot sponge <laughs> yeah. full of yeah. vinegar? Like a wet I mean, rag. Like... Right. <laughs> but they did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My niece came and my sister's daughter and she just Right, but uh, yeah, funny. yeah, but uh, so we went from <laughs> went from that to I directed the Christmas play, which Christmas was the bells. last show they had, yeah. Christmas Bells, and that was such a joy to do, and it was just wonderful, and just working with a lot of wonderful people, and then and then COVID, and then I had to do something. So um, Rob Ward, who is also uh, P Sparkle at, uh, at at Sac Comedy Lab, which is a fantastic show if you ever get a chance to go pea see sparkle? it he does it once a month p sparkle like p like p, p the initial p oh the yeah. initial p <laughs> that's funny yeah no i'm like uh, p sparkle yeah p sparkle so it's once a month uh, uh on a th- i don't know if he, he just did it last thursday it must must be the last thursday of the month but okay. the p sparkle show it's fantastic it's it's adult it's r-rated uh, because of language. And, yes. And it's improv, but it's adults because Sac Comedy Lab is known for family-friendly improv. That doesn't mean they're talking about, you know, 
teddy bears and rainbows all the time. Yeah. But they're not going, they're not going to cross certain lines. Of yeah. course. It's, yeah. Yeah. That goes back to what like I was Shrek. talking about, like Shrek, where you can, yeah. you can still enjoy the jokes they don't get. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, if there's no kids, if it's a 930 show, they might they might get a little bit more blue, but there's sure. still there's still limits. Whereas the Peace Sparkle show is exactly the opposite. Oh, that's okay, we want to go to we the opposite go to that one. one. Yeah. Yes. I took a the note. Well, yeah, for show. sure we'll go. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I've been actually I've kind of jammed my way in. I'm I'm kind of the photographer for them now. Yeah. Uh, right. I take anytime I know there's a new cast member that I haven't taken pictures of, I'll go out there and I'll I'll run around this. The, the so I feel I feel like your element and what makes you happy is you just have to. You want to immerse yourself in that yeah. entertainment type culture, whatever it may be, whether acting, improv, um, directing, taking fun, whatever it is, create creativity, creatively, creatively, <laughs> creatively. I like that word. Whatever word it was trying to to be. Whatever yeah. word. I want to be engulfed you, in creativity. There you go. What's yeah. that? There's a Jim Carrey movie where he goes, complete anonymity or something like that. It's kind of like a word I say in every show. Right. Definitely. But you are, She's I, her, to, her point, to her point, you are like an entertainer. You like to be an entertainer. Yeah. Do you, are you, since your stand-up, I still want to know how you got into it. So did you like reach out to those guys and say, hey, I want to come be part of this? Or is it just open mic, you showed up one night? Or Yeah, I, I'll, I'll finally just answer the question. Now. That's okay. I keep going. <laughs> so, um, so I got into, when, when COVID happened, I got into uh, the, an online version of kind of, a, of an improv course. And then when uh, SAC decided to start, start taking students again, I got into the level one improv course. And I... I went to level one and then I went to level two and then I went to level three and I went to level four. There's a show at the end of level one, which, by the way, I recommend for anybody because it's really great. If you have to talk to people at all, improv level one at SAC Comedy Lab is fantastic. Yeah. Um, But level two, level three, they're not performance, but you learn a lot. It gets a little bit more serious into the craft. Level four is really like a, a show. Again, there's a show at the end. Yeah. So you're learning the sack show format. And then I took the advanced class, I think four times in a row, which there's two shows, one halfway and one at the end. I did that. So that's that's a lot of what you've seen with my improv. I want to do that for yeah. money. I want to do that professionally. So I have continued and I have auditioned for um, this program that they have. I'm going to audition again June 18th. Um, which is a, it's a closed audition. They only mm-hmm. invite certain people and, you know, people that have risen to a certain yeah. degree where they want to um, uh, bring you into the program. So I didn't make it the first time. I didn't make it into the, to the inaugural yeah. Thursday show is what they call it. Uh, and they're doing it again because I didn't make it. I was like, well, I, I am, I'm not just going to do nothing. So there's this stand up level one. I'll try that. And not only did I love it, uh, but the person that was teaching it, Ali Flores, uh, he's been around uh, this area for a long time. He's been part of Disney. He's also an improviser. He also knows Jody, who is the person that I've gotten involved with that show um, at at, at Fringe and also the Halloween show that I did. everything ties into everything. And I I found out Jody from Rob, the person that I was working with at improv. Anyway, they know each other. They know people that I used to work with 10 years ago and I loved. And then I did a stand up show in front of people, stand up comedy, 
I realized I could do it. And it, it's the kind, it's a kind, if you can do that, it's the kind of thing that you want to just do it all the time. It, did you get, or good, never again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> did you get good results the first time? Yeah. Uh, I think I did. And level two is, so he says in level one, don't go to, don't go to open mics. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to destroy you. Yeah. Nobody's going to laugh. Right. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. Um, he's right. So immediately level one is over. Um, and I said, Hey, can we do a level two? He said, I don't do level twos. I don't do level twos anymore. Why? Why not? Because nobody wants to sign up for the level twos. Cause it, it, it requires you going out two or three times a week going to open mics. Cause then we talk about them when we come back to class and we kind of fine tune your show and other, and people don't want to put the time in to go to these, you know, these open mics anymore. So there's, there's no point in doing level twos. And you know, I'm not going to get enough people to sign. I said, I, I can get people to sign up. And I, oh, no way. I put together enough people that were interested. And we we just hit these open mics as a group. We got the level two. And it was it was fantastic. Um, oh, that's awesome. And now now we all we still hit open mics all the time. Oh, that's awesome. And by the way, can I add that there is a supreme lack of females in comedy in general? Yeah. And I was... In both my level one and level two, I was surrounded by super talented comedians that uh, mostly female. I think yeah. there was oh. two or three guys and like five or six ladies. Oh, that's great! And they are so good. Um, I'm I'm big fans. Of I them. mean, is that's everyone's awesome. goal to kind of do this as a job, or is it vary? It varies. I don't. I think most people know, but I can see some sparkles and I can see some wheels turning in some people's heads that yeah. I think this will be and could be. Mm. Yeah. So um, I'm. I'm curious, like where, where you get material from. I mean, I know most yeah. comedians just pull it from everyday life, but what is kind of your process of collecting material and how do you put it together? Like how are we already talked about memory. So yeah. are you just remembering yeah. these things or do you have your little your little notes that you take or keep organized in a certain way? I usually have it with me and it's it's sitting in my car. It's usually in my car, but it's it's sitting on my counter at home. I have a notebook that I write in mm-hmm. uh, that I've been writing in almost every day since my level one stand up. Um, yeah, it's just constant writing or, or I'll, I'll take notes on my phone and then later put it into my, into my, my book. Is now, it like when an idea hits you? That's how like yep. write book, write uh, just a, novel but, writing. Is. You, you all might say something that, and you might see, you might see me like take my phone. I go, hold on a second. Let me write that. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a premise. And to me, and I don't know anything about this, but my brain, I've always been, had a dry sense of humor and I'm very much entertained by comedians that are incredibly witty. So when you talk about improv which is really almost to define improv isn't it almost really the nature of being able to react yeah to another comedian without it seeming like you're making it up on the spot kind of thing um it's it's very different so first let me say that stand-up comedy for anybody that's listening and that's thinking of doing it well first of all ali flores's course at sac is fantastic and it's always sold out so but I definitely highly recommend it. But two, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Mm. By far. The hardest thing I've ever done in entertainment. Yeah. By far. Is there an element of improv to, I guess, uh, to stand up or stand up all mapped out? You got it all in your head. You got your whole script top to bottom. Like Angie's asking everything you yeah. wrote down. You got it memorized. So it's it's way more scripted than 
you might think. I think the people that you see that look like they are kind of off the cuff right then and there are just really good at it. Yeah. But you have to have things written down because there might be a way you say things. Like, for example, uh, a little while ago when I, before, before we got on here when I was talking about, you know, drinking whiskey and blah, 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 and I said alcohol, you know. <laughs> I might say that a funny way in my stand-up. Yeah. Um, I don't make a joke about it. It's just pe- that, that's a little like earwig there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I was drinking some alcohol and people will laugh at that. You know, right. it's just yeah. a little. Fun. So you you have all those little moments strategically placed and you time out. OK, it's been about 20 seconds since it since a since a light laugh, light laugh, big laugh. So you you plot all that stuff. So out. you got you have mm. your sort of see comedy is another one that I. Uh, but it's all you. Right, yeah. and it's it, this is where again, as I said before, I'm wildly entertained by the process. Where I have, uh, I just got done with Kevin Hart's book, his second book, um, but I love the story of some of those guys where they did go out and they wanted to be a comedian. They're all full of themselves, and they go out and do open mic and get obliterated to where they're like it's a soul crushing, nobody laughs kind of thing. And then there's people who just got lucky on the night they went, or just never had a bad night until they'd been in the business for a while. So it was almost worse for them when they had a bad night because then it's like, am I losing my, they weren't, you know, they weren't stacking it up and getting better and better. Dave Chappelle is the one I'm thinking of because Mm -hmm. he started real young and just had like a knack for it. So when he's had some bad shows, it's been much much more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can be a successful comedian. And by the way, I am still a baby. When it comes to this, yeah. I don't care what you've done before. Yeah. Um, people who are good at stand, you are just getting to be good at stand up if you've maybe been doing it f- like consistently for five or six years. Sure. Um, to where you're maybe, maybe starting to feature, you know, where you're, you're yeah. the, the headlining community. Right. Um, but in my short experience, you have to fail miserably to know. What's what's good, and this is the great thing about open mics. If you can make other comedians who really don't care, yeah, they just don't care, and it th- doesn't mean they're jerks. You'll go and talk to them later, and they'll be like, "Hey, that was really good." They'll recognize. Yeah, they're, they're listening they're in the background, but they're not. But sitting if you in- can hear little, oh, <laughs> if you hear that little, you have to record everything because you'll go back and you'll listen. You'll oh, there was a little laugh there. Oh, a little one. laugh there means a bigger laugh in a crowd, a regular yeah. crowd. Because oh, okay. they're more critical, they've they've been listening to jokes for more for longer, and they don't have. I would imagine that the crowd can be nicer because you're going to have people that are just nice and are going to. I'm the type of person that's going to clap and laugh and just to whoever's up there. I don't. Yeah, want you I was going to gonna say being like in front of your peers. It's right. like um, yeah. a kid when they go on a talent show in high school. Like you have to have some cojones to get up in front oh of your peers. God. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, these, you know, because, you know, there's going to be those kids that are like, sure. eh, you know, um, but to be able to do that, it takes such bravery to sure. me. So, yeah, you're getting up in front of your peers and trying to get a reaction. You're hoping for a reaction. Or, right? Orlando's actually a pretty um, friendlier place, I think, than a lot of other. Like if you were if you were doing stand up comedy in uh, New York City or Chicago or something like, like that, it. if you go up and do stand up, you don't have to be good. But if you go up into an open mic and, and you and you put in some time, because you usually get three, five, if you're lucky, 10 minutes, if you have 10 minutes um, 
And if you just go up there and you just squander your opportunity and you're not, you're maybe you're just up there being an idiot and you're, you're obviously not working on anything. You just signed up. Yeah. Yeah. In places like that, people are going to be really upset because you took time away from somebody who's trying to develop. Really? Yeah. Here it's, it's, it's definitely similar to that, but I would say that um, the people here are are pretty supportive. Um, I've gained a lot of friends that I didn't have two months ago, three months ago, uh, from the from the comedy scene, and they're all very supportive of each other, and I'm very supportive of them. You know, I, I, I'm still a comedy fan, even though I'm doing yeah. stand up now. So of course, I love to see them succeed. I I think we have noticed that in the community down here as far as just the supportiveness of creatives with other creatives, yeah, like in all different areas. In in many areas, yeah, it is like that for sure. That's the way the authors are with each other where it's like, hey, there's an event. Why don't you come too? Or, you know, so so it's good to hear that it sounds like the philosophy that you're feeling from the other comedians for the most part down here is that there's enough success to go around and you're not stepping on my toes. And I would imagine you polish your craft with each other too, because you do, you know, especially if you really become friends, because then you can go, let me bounce some jokes off you and your friend's going to go, dude, that sucks. If it sucks Mm -hmm. instead of being nice and telling you that. Yeah. And comedy's hard. And and I'll say that it's also kind of a very tight knit group um, because even if you're not known very well, yeah. um, you can get kind of blackballed very quickly if really? you do not treat other comedians with respect. And that, oh. Oh, that yeah. doesn't mean laugh mm-hmm. with them and does it doesn't mean you have to be nice to them even. But if you if you are just bad mouthing people, yeah. Uh, because like let's say let's say um, you know, you're a comedian, or let's say you decide to go and, and, and do it and you you wrote down some some jokes and you have a good personality, maybe your jokes aren't hitting or whatever, and then people are just just Bad mouthing you to someone else. You didn't hear this, yeah. right? But but they're bad mouthing. And then one of the other comedians hears that, and they're like, "This person's just bad. He's he's up there trying, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. trying some new stuff." And that's just not good for the community. And Mm-mm. you could you you know, if you do that enough, you get known for being that kind of yeah. a person. Yeah. Or if you're or if you're uh, you know sexualizing all the female comedians, or if mm. you're right um, you know, doing all the you, there's definitely like you 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 just. You won't get booked for shows. You'll right. be shunned almost. I mean, because yeah. that's not how you should behave. Right. Like, just like how Dan said, one of our philosophies is just there is enough success for everybody, you there know, you and everybody to, it don't matter if you both sell soap. They're yeah. both good soaps. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. Support each other and you'll sell more soap. There you go. And it, but, yeah. but it seems like, it, to your point, it, it, it seems like, and, I, and the only thing I know about this it, from the insider perspective is I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian. He mm-hmm. has comedians on. And they talk about, they've been doing it for years. They talk about life on the road or whatever. And there's examples they give of some of them like starting, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember who, but starting and maybe not being good where another older, more senior comedian would pull him aside and say, you got to relax. That one thing you did was really good. And this thing, and why don't remember that thing you said the other night when we were all playing cards, do that. Yeah. That was fun. And it's really inspiring where they're helping instead of behind clothes. And then they talk about the ones that steal each other's jokes and bad mouth mm-hmm. each other. And those people have inevitably, even though some of them saw wild success to start with, those people have eventually fizzled gone out. fizzled out yeah. because the whole community turned on them. Yeah. It just, 
takes time for the, so it's, it seems like that might just be in the DNA of being in the comedian and to and be in that world, which is nice. Well, J- Joe Rogan's a really good example and I'm glad you bring him up because I am, am not a Joe Rogan fan, Yeah, but I will say that I, I will never badmouth his comedy or choices that he makes sure. because he's out there trying to do something, trying to say yeah. something and he's not always going to to say w- winners. I I've, I've heard so there you know people talk about um especially right now and I this is very cliche. Sure. Uh sure. you know uh, uh where where there's certain subjects you can't talk about. Don't touch it. Of course. And um I I really do disagree with that and I think a lot of comedians I think we would. we disagree with that too. 100%. And just for clarity, let me just say and I am saying this not because you said that but just for clarity. I really enjoy Joe Rogan's podcast where sure, he talks yeah. to people I, I, and I have the utmost respect for him. I feel like he's very balanced. I'm not a huge fan of his comedy. It's just not that funny to me. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's not good at it. it he's just not that funny. Yeah. To that's me. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I figured. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I actually, but my, the, my but favorite the, Joe Rogan is the, is his UFC stuff, which I know is. Yeah. 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 My favorite Joe Rogan is just when he's talking about anything because right. he'll say I'm an idiot. I don't know what, but I just like the way he gets people to talk and listens. And but I think you know. going back to the um, the topic of subjects that you shouldn't touch mm-hmm. or whatever, that's what comedians have always done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's their form of art is it's, to make light of something or poke at it it's, when it's really a sore subject. You know what I mean? It's also it's, like social release it, for the yeah. for the community. That sounds dirty, but for the community, <laughs> that it's, very it's true. <laughs> That's a good band name, though. Social release. Um, but uh, you know what I mean? It's like the, the stuff that we can't talk about in life. Listening to a comedian talk about it is kind of like, oh, it's it. You know, it, yeah. it blows the it's like the elephant in the room. Right. Well, it, it and it kind of is. Uh, comedians of their day um, are definitely uh, loudspeakers for their culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, like when I was a kid. I, I used to love, I was way too young. Well, maybe not way too young. I was 15, 14, 15 when, when, um, uh, Andrew Dice Clay came out and yeah. was really big. Now I, now I'll go back and listen to stuff. I used to listen on repeat the tape. I would wear out the tape and now I listen to it. And I'm like, Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. You know, it's just horrible. But now, we're evolving, right? Now, yeah. now we're evolving though. That- was it, was it wrong then to talk about women the way that he does? Yeah, it was wrong then too. Yeah. But um when when people say it was different, it's not that the subject was different. Everybody was more accepting of it mm-hmm. or they were completely silent and yeah. never And not, yeah. That's the evolution of society. That's though. the evolution of yeah. society. Yeah. So yeah. there's definitely um now if you were to say things like that today, can can you talk about uh you know, can you can you be super misogynistic today in comedy? Yeah, you can be. Um, but you, you are also responsible for what you say. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you may alienate a whole group like of Dave people. Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way, I love, I still love Dave He's Chappelle. He's my absolute favorite. Yeah. But I, I, I understand what, what, what people are talking yeah. about. I've seen those specials. I don't, I don't agree with, with where, where, what those people are saying, but you know, he hit, he hit a nerve with, with, uh, people and, yeah. and I, and they, they have the right to say and be. Everybody has the say. right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Just like he yeah. has the right to. That's his. Yeah, but I'm glad he wasn't silenced from. I don't think the media outlets should be silencing these people. Yeah, no. I don't either. You know, there's certain politicians that I absolutely despise. Um, 
But as soon as but they, I always wonder, I'm like, should they be silenced? Gosh, part of me says yes. I'm with you. The, they I'm shouldn't. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, we're t- and we're tiptoeing around because we always say we never talk about politics or religion. Yeah. But I will say on the fringe from the of, entertainment point of view, right on yeah. the fringe of it, I always feel like you, we cannot start telling each other what to say and what not to say. Yeah. That's the scary. But when you start doing that, it starts becoming something different. Even though, or what to think. I agree know, with really, you. And I agree with you because I there are things that some of them say when I'm like. Oh, it's just wrong or not funny. Yeah. But I'm but I'm still glad you're able to say it. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was growing up, I remember there were people that would say, hey, you know, I, I hate the music you listen to, but I'll support your right to listen yeah. to it or whatever. And that's that's gone away. That's gone yeah. away. Yeah. It yeah, kind of has, has gone, gone away. away. It's mm-hmm. disappointing. But uh, I had a joke, which um, I have a, I have a routine that I actually did on. I, oh, yeah. I did it on stage a couple weeks ago. Um, and I, and when I was writing it, I said in my class, in my class, I said, I wrote a trans joke and immediately a couple of people was telling me like, Oh no, 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 you can't, you can't, you haven't even heard, you haven't even heard the joke. You haven't even heard yeah. the joke. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to basically tell it to you in, in, in short. So, um, my, my, my dog, Penny. Who yeah. we got a year ago? She's freaking phenomenal. By the way, uh, I also want to talk a little. We're bit gonna. About I got in my notes. We're definitely gonna plug that. Um, yeah. But uh, Penny, that I got a year ago, and you know, I'll be walking her, and people will come up to me like, and, and they do this all the time. This is just normal. People will walk up to me and they say, "Oh, what a, what a cute dog. What's his name? What's his name?" We get it every time. <laughs> every time. Dude. Every time. She's got a pink collar on. Right. Still. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. his name? That's the way people. And I say, well, her, her name. <laughs> Is Penelope, Duchess of Pupperton. Nice. That is not her name. And that imme- is amazing. That's her name. I Penelope, Duchess of Pupperton. Pupperton. And, I love it. And then immediately people were like, oh, his name. Oh, what a, what, you know, or, or her name. What a, what, a, what a cute dog. What a cute dog. Her name, et cetera. And they, and they walk off. You know, nobody yeah. says anything. They don't say, does your dog have a penis? Right. They don't say... You know, well, looks like a boy to me, you liberal hippie. They <laughs> right. they don't say. They just that, agree yeah. and move on. They just take it for what it is yeah. and look at her cuteness and continue moving on. Yeah, yeah. that and that's seems it. like it would be a purely acceptable joke if we would just treat human beings the same with the exactly. same respect. You, treat, you don't have to like it. Yeah. No, treat human beings the same way you would treat a dog. But if you ever say, Puppertown, she's from Pupperton. No. Oh. <laughs> I, mi- I missed that part of the joke, by the way. I'm going to pour great. in a crowd right yeah. here. Yeah, that's great. No, that that's a really, but that's kind of like a logical way to look, yeah. to bring that's that my trans topic joke. to, yeah, that's a, a logical but, way. Just like, come on, people, you know. But see, I, there's something about my, everyone has a different style. You know, I my, it's not always controversial, but I think I've always liked Dave Chappelle because I feel like he's incredibly intelligent. And when a person is incredibly intelligent and they're a comedian, it just appeals to me. The way they talk, yeah, their yeah. timing. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Bargosi, am I saying his name right? Nate Barkosi, he is my new favorite comedian. Yeah, and he's a he's a very clean, hundred percent clean. But clean if you haven't comedian. heard of him, I'll send you a clip. But he is, and he's taken off like he's the voice in the new game from Valve. And but he's um, very clean. It's just oh, there's oh, a little does dog everybody that wants hear out. That? Our doggy 
just rang her doorbell, <laughs> so she needs. A, she has a doorbell. Oh, to go potty. She yeah. goes. Yeah, <gasps> I'm that's gonna go let her okay, go potty. Okay. You guys continue right. the conversation. All right, all right. I'll be right back. That's, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we put little sidebar, but we put a one of those little doggy doorbells in, and she's incredibly smart. She learned it like in two weeks, um, and she'd push the button every time and it's great because we have a speaker in here which I should have unplugged and we have one in the kitchen so when she pushes the button it goes wherever the you know speakers are and she'll go out and so Angie said that's awesome why don't we get another one to put on the outside so you can go back to work or whatever and then you'll know when she rings the bell she wants to come back in she does that one too but this is typical dog you know what the outside bell means to her now you come outside Oh. So she'll go ring it, and I'll open it, and she'll have a toy in her mouth and be looking at me like, did you I'm heard the back. bell, right? It's, it's like... I, I left the door open so she can yeah, just come fine. in. That's no, fine. she'll probably just... So when are when is like your next show? Like, Do you have like a normal schedule? Is it just something you kind of say, oh, like I'm going to go wanna, do it tonight? If we want to come see you. Yeah. yeah. Like, how would we? So there, there are a few open mics that I think I would invite people to. Um, every other... I think it's Wednesday. There's an open mic. It's a little far away. It's out in Avalon, which is way out mm. east past UCF, east okay. east past UCF. It's at a place called Game On, um, but it's it's a wonderful open mic because the people out in Avalon, there's not a whole lot right near there, yeah. And they've been coming out again every two weeks. It's not this week. It would be next next Wednesday. Um, a game on, and it's again, it's an open mic. People can sing. Is it a restaurant? Uh, Is it a bar? Up. It's a bar. Okay, cool. Uh, and and there's an open mic there uh, every other Wednesday. I think it's at like seven or eight. Um, and uh, or that might just be signups. But there's an open mic almost every night, except for weekends. Weekends are usually shows. Tomorrow night, I'm going to the Bull and Bush in the Milk District. I'm going to be. I'll do an open mic there. Uh, but as far as shows, I don't have anything booked yet because. I still have work to do. Still practicing. But there are, there are, um, there, there are a couple of Facebook groups. But there, there's a very strong community. People will say, "Hey, I'm, I'm doing a show. I need, I need uh, people who have five or ten um, minutes." Yeah, yeah, and um, and people will sign up, and they'll, and they'll give them a video of, you know, like a like a demo reel, basically. And that's one thing that you get by taking Ali's class is he'll record your five minute set and give you a very well professionally made video of you doing standup and you can take that out to shop around so you can get into mm, some shows. That's cool. Yeah. That is awesome. So you have no fear now. You just go to any standup and just go do it. And you- yeah, well the open mics. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. That's what is, I mean. Any open mic, you just go do you're it. You're also and- going to see the same people. So tonight, for example, there's an open mic that, um, at the at the Falcon down downtown in Thornton Park, and then people. So you'll see people, yeah. the comedians there, and then they all rush over. As soon as they're done, they rush over to Lamps, and they'll uh, laugh, laughing with Lamps. Oh, I forget the name of the bar now, but uh, that that one's later. So the same people will go and they'll jump to the gotcha. other open mic, and there might be some people who like you know couldn't go to the earlier one, and so they'll go to the later yeah. one. But it's just people working, working just their stuff, working, working their stuff, and they're having a new crowd. And so they'll talk cool. about some things sometimes that are just ooh cringy, uh huh. But they're working on it. That's yeah. why it's like rude to video record. It's rude to do because it's a rough cuts. They're working on it, yeah. and yeah. if something gets out there and people, are like, oh, this person is whatever negative you know racist sexist they're working on it yeah they're working on it just give them the opportunity to work to get it it right yeah Yeah, instead of 
And if you really care, go up to them and say, hey, you know what? That was offensive to me. That's, by the way, the key. It was offensive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's Because it's not offensive to everybody. That's right. Um, I don't know if that's something that you want to do, but maybe if you did this, do you think of that? And they might say, oh, yeah, thanks for the idea or whatever. Or maybe say, hey, I didn't realize um, or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Is that really why you moved back downtown? Yep. Is it? Yep. That's awesome. So this Can is what you I was, walk from could home you, to these well, places. Could you imagine could. driving all the way from Claremont to yeah. Orlando? Every I was coming of? down when I started doing improv. I was coming down once a week for that, and then I was—I don't know—I'd always just—I'd get involved in something or another. Uh, uh, when I was in the French Festival doing that show, I was coming down two, three times a week at least. Last this time last year, um, and uh, then I was again doing the comedy doing additional nights of improv constantly coming down downtown two three nights a week and bobby and i had a conversation my wife bobby and she said if 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 you really love us this much let's let's just do it let's sell the house let's move let's do it i love that that is amazing yeah yeah you guys i owe this all to to her you seem to wildly support each other and the freedom when you don't have kids is pretty awesome isn't it yeah so well, we're just they don't starting, have kids. Well, they do have kids. We're start. We're just starting to get. We're just starting to get that life. Yeah, I know yeah. you're going to say about the doggies. Yeah, the, but that's, they have the fur babies, but we do want to talk a little bit about Penelope. Yeah, and the rescue for and, sure. And yeah. uh, and your other, you have three in all. Three. Correct. Are they three all dogs. from Pupperton? Not to be confused no, with Puppertown. No, 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 no. No, they're uh, not all. But they all. Mr. Banks. Did you foster all of them before no, you adopted them? No, no, just just the one. Just oh, the one. Just so okay. so Mr. Banks is the old man. He's about 11. We got him from a friend of my sister's who <laughs> stole him from her brother who loved him but wasn't really taking great care of him. Yeah. He was patchy hair or whatever and 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 she said he needs he needs a better home. Yeah. So he he lived with us um with along with Brooklyn who passed away. She was uh Aww. she was our our pit. Um she was there when 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 you guys were there last yeah. time. She she died about six months before we got Penny. But she, um, I was dating a veterinarian at the time, and she was a dog that somebody had just left out out <gasps> at, oh. at the vet's office. Yeah. So that was Brooklyn. So most of our dogs have come from different kinds of situations. Yeah. Frankie, who is the uh, the dachshund, she's about seven. She. Um, was was owned by a friend of mine from the improv class I took at Winter Garden Theater. And when he brought her home from a rescue, from a dachshund rescue, um, she hates children. And he has a small child. And it was not a good mix. There's yeah. no way to mix that. So after yeah. like two weeks, he's like, we can't do this. Yep. And, and I showed the picture to my wife and she's like, oh, let's meet her. And anyway, she's still there. <laughs> yeah. Loves my wife. She likes me. Yeah. But she loves Bobby. That sounds like loves our dog. Bobby. <laughs> loves her, likes me. Yeah. Like she would just sit on her lap forever if that was an option. Oh. She sits on her lap so long sometimes that she'll just pee a little because she doesn't want <laughs> to move. Get up. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Oh. But Penny, so I did the I did the uh the friend show. Um, so the composer from that, by the way, his name is Nathan Felix. I don't know if it's okay, if he if he wants his name out there or whatever. I'm sure he does. But um, he is absolutely fabulous. And um, he wrote the music for that show. And, and my friend Jody, who I had worked with in the in the um, Halloween show that we did, she wanted me to come in because they needed they needed some some other people during the production of the Friends show last year. 
Jody's because they normally foster cats and and adopt mm-hmm. out cats because there's so many cats out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, they really don't work with dogs that much, and really there aren't as many dogs. And um, they went to go get a dog, or sorry, they went to go get a cat at the uh, at the at the shelter over by Millennia. Mm-hmm. And when they went there, um, these people had gotten there a little bit too late. The place was closed, and they had this puppy in their hand, and they you know we need to get rid of this dog, and. And they were there. The yeah. The the um the 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 rescue that that my friend Jody runs was there, and they and they said um, well, what what are you doing? What do you what do you what's wrong with the dog? And she was very lethargic, and she was uh just uh, you know obviously not well. Yeah. Um, and they and they said we'll just we'll just take her. Um, a better life pet rescue, by the way, you you could find it on online. Oh, yes. A better life pet rescue there on Facebook and everything. Again, most of what you're going to see is cats. So, um, they took, they took Penny who I, I forget what her name was at the time. You know, when they take her, they always give them a name yeah. and she was just lethargic and blah, blah, blah. And little, you know, she just drooly and, and she threw up in the car, which by the way, she still hates car rides. And they, they put up a little video of her on Instagram or no on TikTok, and she went viral Oh, cool. Um, she's just adorable, just very photogenic. Yeah. So my wife found, finds her and she says, oh, you know, look at this dog. They're looking for a foster because they had big dogs that she was a little bit afraid of um, where they had her at the time. And so I called Jody and I said, hey, you know, we lost Brooklyn about six months ago. Um, maybe we can a foster might be a really good way to see if I still have room in my heart to go through this again. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I did. Uh-huh. And she's really cute whenever. So we, we brought her home and we knew like within a day. Yeah. But, but she, she started throwing up and pooping out human hair. So she had obviously gotten into something. Yeah. Um, she was not doing well, but it all passed. She didn't need any surgeries and she just changed and she is the best dog as she's so fun. She's, athletic like she could do all of the all of the i'm sure i could teach her to do all of the jumping up yeah the, you know, the agility the, yeah. course agility and everything. Stuff. Mm-hmm. she catches the the balls bounce off the wall and she contorts her body to catch them and oh i love it so wonderful it's and so fun it, it's it's look all right i do have children but i'm just telling everybody out there i love my dog more and i love my children (laughs) i've told i've told him that too i I, it's it's okay it's okay it's a different kind of love it is uh, like this but this dog just loves me unconditionally like it's just amazing put it this way jason i'm the one that sort of dragged our collective feet on this for like three years i don't know i don't know and now i'm like okay we really need a second one Oh yeah, we he's really already need. ready for a second. Because she's oh she and just like kids, she has me completely wrapped. Whatever she wants, <laughs> when I, you know when she comes up to the door and rings the bell with a frisbee in her mouth, you know Mackenzie, I'm like, mm-hmm. guess I'm just gonna quit my job then. Yeah. I had a meeting, but <laughs> I guess you know, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna play push that you. off till tomorrow. It's just it's you know they just get your heart. But I love that story. It reminds me of those viral videos we've seen that are really hard to watch at the beginning, where a dog is in really bad shape yeah. and then they take them home and then they get them better and I'm not crying, you're crying right. by the time yeah. it's over. Uh-huh. But yeah. I, I so. love that you've taken in dogs that needed Me too. that place. Well, you know, I'll tell you, there was a hard home. one. Um, so we did the fostering that one time with, with Penny. We kept her. Oh, she oh she went viral on TikTok. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, now she needed a lot of time before she was going to be adoptable. 
uh, and she needed all these shots. She needed you know a lot of stuff going on. She hadn't yeah. been fixed yet. Um, and the rescue, uh, well, Jody said to me, hey, you know, she's gotten a lot of, of notice, the most we've ever had on a dog. So you guys need to let us know like in 40, because she said you, you guys Somebody was going to take her. Yeah. 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 People want the dog. Of course. So you, you all need to know. And I said to Bobby, I was like, Bobby, people want this dog. And she said, I don't, I don't like that idea. So, <laughs> yeah. so we kept her. But Good a for few you. months later. Um, a few months later, Jody said, we have this other dog. We don't know what to do. Are you all, y'all want to, uh, you know, foster again and talk to Bobby? Um, said, okay. Cause this was a, a special case. This was a, a really big dog. Um, a pit bull mix with, um, I don't know, just a big floppy kind of face, uh, maybe a mastiff or something like that, but just a big, big. dog, big yeah. dog. And you have little dogs, three little dogs. And, um, this was Tex. Mm-hmm. Tex, this is a little sad. Tex was used. Nobody knows this, but Tex was used as a bait dog for fighting mm. dogs, which is when people will take a dog and they'll hold it so other dogs can bite on it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's awful that they do that. And you can oh see all God, the little that's marks. Insane. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's you can see all the little marks and scars by, its, by, by his ears and face yeah, and everything. It's horrible. And he... Uh, obviously it had his jaw broken at some point or another. And he was just this big smelly, uh, you know, fleas and just, you know, a lot of stuff wrong with him. And he was very afraid of men. Yeah. Because that's very afraid of who was handling him probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. With ladies afraid of men. So he had a foster family and they were going on vacation for a week and he had only been with them for about six or seven days. So Jody said, do you, do you mind watching Tex for a week? Because we know that you'll do a good job. Absolutely. Let's do it. Bobby and I said, fine. She's well, Bob, actually, that's not about Bobby said, yeah, if you're going to take care of him, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. So day one, this dog's afraid of me, Aww, you know, and yeah. not going anywhere near me. Um, kept it, kept him totally separate from the other dogs because we don't know his history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it turns out they were they all ended up being best friends, especially Penny. But um, Penny was actually trying to dominate him the whole time. And he was fine with it. He was just. Yeah. But he also had his um, I think it was his right leg was permanently kind of like up like this. Just gimpy because he didn't have a broken shoulder, but he had a bone. um, He had a bone uh, infection, uh, probably from being bitten in the shoulder. He had a bone infection and and he was only walking on three legs. So, um, day two or three of, of us having him, he and I just bonded, just bonded. Oh. And he, um, we, we were playing a little bit more and he absolutely adored me and who's Bobby, you know, didn't yeah. even, yeah, yeah. um, absolutely adored me, absolutely adored playing with Penny. Like I'd throw the ball for Penny and Tex would kind of lumber it over mm-hmm. after it a little bit younger dog, probably about four but big and scary looking, Yeah, but such a sweetheart. And, uh, um, we bonded hardcore and he was even starting to just slowly put his foot down. Oh. Wow. Um, so made, made a ton of progress in the week that we had him. Mm-hmm. And the, the day before the fosters came to pick him up, I sat down on the ground with him and just started bawling, just oh. crying because of the bond. And he's just looking at me, putting his head on my lap and Bobby would walk by and she'd walk by and she came over and we went out to eat dinner that night and she said, Honey, do we need to adopt Tex? <laughs> it's some. Do we need to adopt him because we can oh. do that? And I said, No. 
<laughs> because the I, I thought that the Fosters were going to keep him. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had these two daughters, young daughters, who absolutely adored him. And I and I said it would be selfish for us to keep yeah. Texas yeah. away from this wonderful family that wants him. They ended up not keeping him, mm-hmm. but the person that ended up taking Tex, um, it's just a he was going to be a, a one person, one yeah, dog. He was going to get all the attention. All the attention. That's she works amazing. in a vet's office. He's a little special needs. So, yeah. you know, she's the right person for him. You know, it, it just all turned out really oh, well. We got to person. foster him twice. Oh, that is oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. And, and oh, he didn't quite remember me, but he kind of did. Yeah. It only took one day for us to yeah. bond again. But yeah. I didn't cry the second time. Yeah. Oh, but you I, almost made me cry yeah. right now. I, I love hearing those stories. No, That's just people that open their heart like that to answer animals to be able to bring them in but and this animal take did, care nothing. Of them. Yeah. did nothing did nothing i know they never do that's the thing even when they're mean there's a reason there's a yeah. reason why it's usually because yeah. somebody mistreated them or but they he just went had the a other direction he was just like i'm gonna just take a step back oh wow oh yeah, what yeah. Good, what uh, well jason well. it's always so entertaining talking to you and you <laughs> have is. been you've had a lot going on yeah. in the past two years that we haven't seen you yeah if it someone, doesn't even seem like that oh, long it really to me. doesn't it? I, when i'm looking for your last episode i'm like that was last year where is it and i'm like searching no, through all yeah, of it's the first yeah it was it was the first year 36. we started yeah. <laughs> But but if, if people wanted to go see you, because I know we want to go see you, but yeah. is there a way? Would they? Would it have to be someone that knows you that can on contact your, or you? Or on your social media? No, I post. You, yeah, yeah, I post a lot of stuff on social media. So if you're on Facebook, you can find. I always post on. Um, if you look up acting Jason, like A C T I N G acting Jason, that's my my professional page on Facebook. Um, you can also just look for Jason Monte on Facebook if you find my personal page. But also I'm acting Jason on Instagram, which is also a professional page. And yeah, I'll always post things like that. Perfect. But we'll put some links too, but that's awesome. I will say. We're going to come see you for sure. People who, wanna, who want to, I, I can send you a link. There's a, a link to a bunch of open mics around Orlando. Yep. And, you know, I travel around those all the time. I'm not always going to be at them. Sure. Yeah. But there, there are open mics all around Orlando. Uh, Tuesday nights, the Falcon and Lamps and uh, Wednesday at um, at the uh, Bull and Bush in the Milk District. Um, Harry Buffalo on Monday. Uh, Austin's Coffee Tea House. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they are on all over Sunday the nights. <laughs> Pretty much every night. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every night. Uh, Free entertainment. Thursday night at uh, the Improv in on Point Orlando area. Uh, oh, yeah. That's actually a great one. That's a great one because that's a nice stage. But we've stage. been to actual shows there at, at that one, right? Because they do the actual. Yeah, we have. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's one of the, isn't but that they where do we open mic. He's, Yeah, but he said they, they do, do open, open mic. They do an open mic on Thursday night. In, yeah. So if you've been to the improv, before you go into the actual stage area, there's an there's a bar. Outside yep. that, yeah. Outside there. And there's another stage. Mm-hmm. That's which oh, is Fat yeah. Fish Blue is the name of that stage, oh, and that's okay. where they do the open mics. However, they also do comedy classes at the Improv, which are way more writing based. I actually want to take that class too. And when they do their shows, they do them inside the Improv, which is a, a great venue for comedy because yeah. that room is designed for it. Yeah. yeah, it is. So I think I might be doing that, and I think that might be my next thing. I'm not. I did. I did a show once. Um, I don't think I was ready for it, but it was it was a, a much smaller show at Murphy's um, Pub in on I Drive. Um, but it was it was just a five minute thing. Yep, I saw that one on your Facebook page too. Yeah, yeah. but the crowd there was there to drink. They were not there to watch. That's got to be tough. It's very tough. Yeah, <laughs> like I did get some laughs though in. because I was 
crawling across the the, the bar at one point. Uh, so uh, I did get some laughs for for that. You, know, you really have to go above and beyond. So so I know we're wrapping up, but yeah. how did how did you do a show in Minneapolis? Is that so? I ended up I was looking for uh, so my my last company uh, they have an office in Minneapolis, and I was there for work, and I was looking for open mics there. I found some open mics. But because, um, you know, I had to meet with, I had to schmooze and whatever, uh, work, meet with work. different people, yeah, yeah. I could never make it out to an open mic. But, uh, yeah, doing open mics in other cities and other locations is something I want to do. Probably, I'll probably go the next, I'll probably do that in South Florida. That's where my family lives. So yeah. when I go, but that's, that's like, that's where my brain is now. It's like, oh, where are we going to go? And I'm thinking, where can I do open mics? That's amazing. That is so gutsy. Where, like, where just like you we, said. Um, yeah. Where can we plan our vacation? For because your support, this? you know, your, I would your love buddies to do them in, uh, in, uh, in Asheville. That might be, that might be. Oh, you could, you could find places. Oh, there. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're up there when we move, let us know. We'll come see you for sure. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Well, our idea is I also want to have like a very nice like guest house that we can also Airbnb. Like not guest house, but like at the basement or something of a house yeah. that we buy. Because we've we done that We can convert it into like like a studio apartment or something. Yeah. So you can come stay with us and then you well, can Well, that would be your, wonderful. And, and, and I know my, open mics. my buddies, uh, Michael and Charlene, Michael Terribly Odd, the artist from, yes. um, who, by the way, the success, since we I was going to ask about Terribly The Odd. success of Gideon's at Disney. Yeah. Um, has it taken off? It has done immensely well. And he is, he is, I think like 80% of the reason people go to Gideon's is to, to the experience that he's created. If you haven't been there yet, yeah, we haven't. get we into haven't. the virtual queue, go on a, if you want, you know, if weekend is yeah. weekdays easier, but get into the virtual queue early, go shopping around for two hours or whatever, come back, just take a look at that's, that's all his mind. And it's, it's wonderful and it's fantastic. People go there every month at least cause they want to get the new menus and the new characters that he's created. Um, he is just so talented. Yeah. Is this, I know. This is the, the artwork that he had you all over your, his Michael, house. Michael Reyes. So yeah. he's not terribly odd at Gideon's. It's just Michael Reyes. Oh, yeah. it's just his. That's his, his actual okay. name, Mr. Eyes, which is M. Reyes, Michael Reyes, but yeah. it's Mr. Eyes. But uh, but he's still doing Terribly Odd. We're still doing Terribly Odd. We're going to be launching the, the site again soon, terriblyodd.com, which is a store with... We should see if he's interested in chatting with us. He would be a, yes. a fan. He's he's very shy. He's very much an artist. He lives in South Florida, but um, we'll give he's him a drink all the time. We'll give yeah. him a drink. That's what you do. He likes whiskey. Now we do too. <laughs> really good whiskey. Well, you like whiskey. I'll yeah. smell it. But he he and his wife just got married um, last month or the month before. My time is. They just got married. Nice. Just okay. got married in Asheville. Oh, oh, very nice. That is so, awesome. Yeah, I think you I think you all would really dig them. Yeah. They'd be, yeah. They would be a great interview. I'm saying it now. Be a good interview. All, all right. right. <laughs> well, we will definitely reach out to you to get information on how to reach out to him. Fabulous. That'd be perfect. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Again. You guys, great. definitely, if you, you know, have a date night, want to go out, just... Check Jason That's out. what we're going to do, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, look up Acting Jason media. on the yeah. socials. Acting Jason. Acting Jason. Or Jason Montilla. <laughs> yeah, and so we'll find, we'll chat, but Put within the, the next couple of weeks, let's you know, do it. That'd be fun yep. to see you. And, uh, and we'll clap and cheer. So That would know. be, be great. Yeah. That would be great. For sure. Well, <laughs> thanks sure. again, Jason. And I think that wraps it for us. No, you have to say one thing. I always forget to do this. She always makes me one ask thing. for money. See, I said this last time. <laughs> so I just, I want to remind everyone that we do have a Patreon now. So if you'd like to help contribute awesome. to the show and help support the show, Finally. we greatly, greatly appreciate it. 
You can go to patreon.com slash fineanddangy. We have three tiers, $1, $3, and $5. And uh, for those of you that have already signed up for Patreon, we can't thank you enough. Whoop, whoop. And we've been forgetting to say for a long time, we, we listened to the old episode where we had you on, Jason, and we used to say at the end, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing to the podcast. And if you have time, give us a rating or a review. A rating mm-hmm. is the stars. You can literally just go in and literally just go in and click the stars click. and don't write anything. Or you can write a review if you want to be generous. But that really helps the algorithm so that we get more people to find the show. So we got to start remembering to say that. That's, one. that's right. We got to add that to the notes. Yes. But something we do always remember to say is at the end of each and every day. It's, it's all fine and dandy. dandy.